Hi, this is Rabbi Ari Spiegler with the Bicho Kila Shari Tshuva podcast. We continue today in Shar Shani, the second gate. We are up to Ot Yud, which is paragraph number 10 in the second gate. Here in the second gate, we've been talking about six different ways, six different ideas to inspire us to engage in the Tshuva process. We just concluded the second of the six. Today in Ot Yud, we begin with our discussion of the third way to inspire ourselves to engage in the Tshuva process. It says Rabbi Yonah HaDerech HaShlishi, the third way that a person should be aroused to engage in the Tshuva process is Kasher Yishma Musar HaChamim V'Amochichim. When a person hears words of rebuke and admonishment from the Talmudic Chachamim, the Torah scholars, and those who are meant, who are in the position of giving rebuke. So, he should pay attention, he should accept their words of rebuke, he should become humbled, and he should be inspired to engage in the Chuba process. He should then uh, resolve in his heart to accept all of their words of rebuke uh, without missing any of the, you know, without uh, leaving out any of the things that they said. Such a person, a person who listens to these words of admonishment, in just a quick moment, they go from a deep dark- darkness uh, into a great light. Obviously, the darkness representing sin and light representing the way of Torah Mitzvot. Because at the time that he opens his ears and he's paying attention and his heart understands the message and he's moved to engage in the tshuva process. And he accepts the words of the person who's giving him uh, rebuke and admonishment. And he takes it upon himself to do whatever it is that's being taught him by these uh, Torah teachers. And uh, he decides that he's going to change from that day going forward. And he's careful about uh, whatever these people say, specifically people who are under understanding of the times and they warn him and he listens. So then, at that moment, the tshuva that he's done has an immediate effect upon him and he's transformed into a different person. And from the moment that he undertakes in his mind and he resolves in his heart that he's going to change, so he accepts or he acquires for his soul reward for all of these mitzvot and all of the admonishments that he's committed to heed. Even though he hasn't done anything, he's just committed to it. He's going to receive some of uh, some sort of reward for that uh, you know, acceptance. And praiseworthy is he because he has made his soul virtuous in just a quick moment. And we find sources for this type of idea. If you look in the Midrash and the Mechilta and Parshat Bo in Pisgah uh, Yudbet, it says, After hearing all about the rules of the Korban Pesach, the Paschal uh, sacrifice that needed to be offered in the land of Egypt. So it says the Jewish people, they went and they did everything that they were commanded to do. Ask the Midrash, but did they actually go ahead and do it right away? They didn't do it for another two weeks. They get the information on Rosh Chodesh. They don't do it until the 14th. That's two weeks later. So Ella, but because they took it upon themselves, because they were committed to doing the mitzvot as they were commanded, to offer the Quran Pesach as it was commanded, so ma'la alehem ki'ilu asa so the Torah considers it as though they went and they did it right away. That's why the Torah says they went ahead and they did it, even though it actually was another two weeks before they did it. But what's clear is that when I commit myself to engage in mitzvot, when I commit to be better, when I commit, right, even if it's only in my mind, even if I don't necessarily have that plan in place, there still is some sort of reward uh, that is uh, coming my way. 
continues Rabbi Yonah. Amar Avot Shal Rabbi Natan. If you look in the Avot Rabbi Natan, it says Kol Shemasav Mirubim Mechachmato Chachmato Mitkayemet. Anyone whose deeds are greater than their wisdom, so then their wisdom will endorse. Now Amar the pasuk tells us Naasev Nishma. We know the pasuk in Shmo Perak Chavdal pasuk Zion tells us that the Jewish people when they were given the Torah, Hashem says, "Are you going to accept the Torah?" They said Naasev Nishma that we will do it and then we will listen. So Beora Davar, what is the explanation of this matter? That if a person sincerely accepts upon themselves to observe and to do according to the teaching of the Talmudic Chachamim, whatever they tell him, and uh, you know, in accordance with the law that will be told to him by those who uh, you know are in charge of the law, the Dayanim, let's say the the judges. So So then they have at that very moment, this person is accepted uh, to do all these things. He has reward for those mitzvot, even though he has not yet done anything. He's only accepted upon himself that he's going to listen when he's told. Because he he heard these words of Torah and he understood them. And for those matters that he had not yet heard about, and he's clothed himself in righteousness. So he will acquire merit for that which is revealed to him, that which he heard about, as well as all the things that have been hidden from his eyes. He's not yet heard about. And from that point forward, he has to uh, seek out and hurry to the doors of the Talmudic Chachamim, who could go ahead and who, who could help him and put him on the proper path, give him rebuke as is necessary. And he should gain wisdom from all of his teachers. Such a person, bringing it back to uh, what we were saying before, such a person has ma'asav mirubim chachmato. They will have deeds that are greater than their actual knowledge because there are all these mitzvot that they don't know about, but they've committed that when they find out about it, they're going to do it. So they're rewarded as though they did it even though they don't actually have it. That's where they have ma'asim, they have more deeds than their chachma, than you know, their actual knowledge of the mitzvot. Kilo yada ed hadavar, he doesn't necessarily know what it is, v'nei scharo love, but nevertheless, he's rewarded for it. Kinyan ma'ashamru Yisrael b'sinai na'asav Just like the Jewish people, they committed to do the Torah, whatever they were going to hear is inside of the Torah, they were committed to doing it, even though they didn't know what it was. Because they accepted upon themselves to do whatever Shem commanded them before actually hearing what exactly that was. That's an example of ma'asav mirubimi chachmato, that they, as if, have actions that are greater than their wisdom. And we can't think of another way. It would be impossible otherwise for one's actions, for one's deeds to be greater than that which they know, than their wisdom. So what we find here is uh, we should listen to the words of the Talmud Chachamim, words of the Torah that tell us how to improve ourselves, words of rebuke, words of admonishment. And we find this uh, very important idea that if I can commit myself to those types of things, if I commit myself to whatever they tell me, I'm going to listen to it, right? Assuming that it's correct, right? But I'm going to listen to whatever it is that they tell me. So then I almost, I, I get reward for doing it even before I've already done it, right? We have such a concept in Chuva, these ideas of here who read Chuva. As soon as I've made a decision that I'm going to change my ways, already I'm on the proper path, right? And that carries a lot of weight and there is reward already in store for me, right? Obviously the process isn't done. We know there are many, many different principles of Chival. We talked about that in the first gate, but the key is that even just having the thoughts, even being committed to changing is very, very, very worthwhile. So this third idea of being inspired by those who tell us how we are supposed to behave properly, where we can improve, listening to words of rebuke and admonishment that should inspire us to engage in the Chival process.